Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're going to discuss your golden tips <laughs> just the tips not, tits, not just the tips uh, hi i'm gareth and i'm ollie and we are the newly dads the newly dads great that right, let's try good. that again we are the newly cancelled newly dads oh, is that right hi i'm gareth and i'm ollie and we are the, the newly dads, dads. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Newly Dads. I think we're running on fumes today, aren't we, my love? We are running on, God knows what we are running on, athletic greens. If you can see see under my eyes, there is way more baggage than I've had in the last 35 years of my life. And yours are. Well, no, mine are all right. I just cover it with makeup. Yeah, I mean, I can, they're pulsating under your eyes. Currently, what's going on is our twins have bronchiolitis. So it's bronchiolitis, not bronchitis. It's bronchiolitis. bronchiolitis. Yeah. And Which is a scary situation because, as you know, as parents, potentially, if you're not, you might well find out that kids are susceptible to colds and coughs and all sorts of horrible bits, especially in the winter months. And that's something that we have discovered this week. So it's been a bit of a questionable week for us because not only is it slightly sleep deprived, uh, sleep deprived, honestly, You're tripping over every word possible. We're a bit tired. We'll get to a bit later with a sleep expert. Heidi is going to come in and talk about that. And I know how much you want to hear about that because it might well help you have a couple more hours sleep. I'm deliriously tired. I'm I'm riding off of an hour and a half sleep last night. I don't even know if I got that. I was up at six this morning, off to work, and now we're here. And actually, the good thing is the guest we have today, as you said, Heidi Scudder, who is a sleep expert... It couldn't be better timing, could it, really? Because I know, by the end of that, we're just going to want a nap, aren't we? We've actually used her ours, ourselves. And uh, she's been amazing for our kids. Obviously, they're a bit sicky at the moment. But um, as every parent will know, especially around this six, seven month mark, when they are sick, they really let you know about it. So we did have to start the week uh, in A&E, which was an interesting situation because A&E in Chelsea and Westminster or whatever is, is lovely. And it was all it's all perfect. But my goodness me, there's a lot of sick people in there. I, do you know what we did? We actually timed it perfectly for the end of school. So we went into the A&E, right? And this is as a new parent, and as anyone should think, like if you go on the road, it's rush hour, whatever. We were in A&E children's department during rush hour. And also, if you think of the entire collection of Southwest London, all with the kids that have played football on a Wednesday afternoon, yeah. or whatever it is, and they've all hurt their legs. They've done that. It's not all just like, like coughing and spluttering, which there's a lot of as well. It is all these kids have hurt themselves during sport or climbing frames or whatever like that. So there, were, there, were a few, there were a few sneezes in the room. I must say, I literally, like, I went in and I was like, oh, 
maybe this is not the best move because if they're not ill, they definitely will be in a minute. And also, I've got this weird thing since being a parent. My empathy to kids has gone through the roof. Like I, any kid, any struggle, anything, I really feel for children. Now, it used to be dogs, still is dogs, but children, I now have so much empathy for children. We took them in and she wasn't breathing very well. And she basically, she's so congested in her nose and... It's just something you really, I struggle with this anyway because I wake up at anything. I've got such a light sleeper, which is I hate, but it's good in this circumstance. And we go and check on them an awful lot, especially when they're not very well. And it's just, you just want to make sure they're still breathing. I know it sounds silly because I'm sure they still are, but when they're so blocked up and we all go through that sometimes as adults, but you know you can kind of hock it up if you need this, to. This is an interesting point because if people don't know, babies predominantly breathe through their nose. They can mouth breathe and it, they really do After three, three months they can, before they yeah, can't. Yeah, but they, they only breathe through their nose. So when they're congested, it literally sounds like the end of the world because they, they, they sound like they can't breathe. And you have to use the snot suckers or whatever to get it out. You have to use saline, whatever to get it out. And it is really sort of touch and go. And you're sort of on all these forums thinking, when do I go to A&E? And there's a point last night where she was snoring and really struggling and I think, I looked at you, you're on a forum when you go to bed. I also was on one. I was like, we're literally just doing the same thing, just panicking about the same thing. And you just don't want to go to sleep. And the, I spoke to my sister, I spoke to everyone, like a parent. And everyone's like, guys, it is okay. Like this is, it is normal. Like it is one of those things, but it is just a horrible situation. You just have to make sure. And I must admit, I mean, the plugins and the carpal plugins, stuff like that, and the humidifier we've got in there and everything did help life a lot. But it was quite interesting, actually, because I went on my social media and I was like, look, I'm just going to ask people because I was at my wits end and you see all this stuff online and everyone actually tends to have really good advice on social media sometimes. Um, and the everything they said with the Vicks vapor humidifier, we actually had it. So got that. The cowpool plugin, we had that. Vicks on the feet with socks on, all of that. We seem to have everything in a stockpile, which obviously as neurotic parents and with everyone telling you when you have babies, we've got. But also it's babies, but also it's premature. We have very premature babies, yeah. which is even so their nasal canals and stuff, it's even smaller. So when we went to A&E, and I must say it was really quick, so we're only in there about an hour. Yeah, it was good. Um, and they were wonderful. They confirmed that she had bronchiolitis and then he had the beginnings of it. So. Yeah, we did have to go to any and stuff like that. So that was our adventure of the week, which has been tough. And anyone out there going through that similar situation, we're with you. It is a tough situation. You just have to keep pushing through, I suppose. And hopefully in a couple of days, sleep will get better and and life will become back to, back to normal, as normal as you can with newborns. Yeah. But, I mean, although saying that in true Apollo style, even being sick, he did manage to basically cover you in formula. You just want to tell you what people just walk around and any parent looks at you and is like, I know. If I anyone, know. if anyone else remembers this jumper that Ollie was wearing um, from the previous podcast, had a ring of pee around the neck from it where Cosy had peed on him. It doesn't now. It doesn't I've now. Washed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, yeah, that's always a fun situation. I mean, beyond everything, beyond all this illness, everything, we're still pretty much sticking with routine, aren't we? And now we're up to two. Two meals are weaned a day. We do. And actually, we're we're really, really lucky because we're... Um, one of my closest and oldest friends has a wonderful company called Poppets, which is a lovely weaning, frozen, uh, organic, beautiful foods that kind of get delivered to your house. And so we're, we, he sent us a load of those and it's a kind of made in London. It's all heaven organic. And and I know that Max will be listening right now because he always listens and I love you, Max, for it. So, um, But he's very much intrigued about the whole process. So we're starting them on those at the moment and they're just fabulous. They actually love it, don't they? Although they she's saying it. that she doesn't like parsnip. 
Some children don't like different things. Also, our dogs don't like some things either. But babies don't like some bits, and that's fine. That's just I right. don't like baked beans. He Oliver's loving it because now it comes, and then we 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 you microwave it for a minute and a half, mm. and then you do it. Whereas when I made it with the carrots, I was getting it in the neck, being like, "Oh, this is too thick. This is too this. This is too that." Yeah, and now they're perfect. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we are starting our weaning journey, which is amazing, and so this is something that we're we're fully excited about. So there is one thing with weaning which I haven't actually come. Well, I think I have come across it once so far, because you seem to always get the pooing nappies, and we've been up and yeah, down with so weaning. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> it is funny. You smell something in the room, and suddenly, oh, I, I've, got, oh, I've got, got to go for a wee or something. Oh, I'll do the little. How long's how long's my wee? Thank you. Well, I don't know. I'll do the nappy prostate. quickly or something, and um, suddenly I'm the one with the uh, I the, it, the, the, the mega turd and the smell. And now they do have some solid foods. Some of you will know, turd changes consistency and fucking smells. It is pungent, isn't it? It, it is, is something pungent. special. It's a real. I mean, you're kind of used to your own crap when it's milk formula, what breast milk, whatever. We literally are operating on the share between us about two hours sleep. So also, no one really knows this. I'm I've got a, a very wild intolerance slash allergicness uh, to uh, caffeine. So we're raising twins, and I haven't had a cup of coffee in fifteen years, or tea, or anything like that. So it's or Red Bull or anything. So I think that's um, sometimes why it's slightly more difficult. Um, I think some of the most difficult parts, obviously, one we've got twins, so. Every kid is different. Their journey is always different. I think one of the most difficult things is breaking their routines when they become dependent. So Cozzy in particular knew, and the, there is a difference between a cry and a whine. And she would whine a lot if she was put down and she likes being held. And that was very difficult sort of period to break. Break sounds such a harsh word, but very difficult period to get her out of to try and stop doing that because she was only doing it because she just wanted us there. And, and you can't be there all the time. The kids are very, very different. You've got to remember Apollo and Cosmo both have incredibly different personalities. He's lazy. Um, he is incredibly happy, incredibly smiley. She is, she judges and looks around. She'll always be looking around, fascinated by everything, but needs to be held. She really needs a cuddle. She needs to be there and warmth and knowing you're there with her. She likes seeing the world. Why? He doesn't care. He just, he just likes to look at your face and just thinking you're the most wonderful thing in the world and smiling away. If he sees me, he's a bit like, right, you now. Yeah, ADHD daddy, we call him. He's, I'm ADHD daddy. I am. And it's like, oh, here he comes. Here he here comes. He comes. Calls me he... 40 different names, is over-animated, runs around with me and then burns out. But you do get to see also their sleep journeys and it is quite difficult because she really does need cuddles. And she was the underdog. She was the, she was born so small. She was only £2.11. She was a tiny little thing. And I think has had to grow incredibly strong against a brother that made her come out, basically, because he wanted really. to come out. He wanted to come out. He was ready to come out of the womb. She was not. She was not cooked enough. And she no. had to fight desperately to try and keep it into this world. I must say, one of the most difficult things is, and any parent will know this, you're, you're sleep deprived, whatever you're up. You're feeding them every two hours at this stage. Um, one, feeding one on their own when you're literally stumbling your way into the room, getting the bottle in the mouth, trying to get uncomfortable doing it, latching on, whatever. Twins, because no amount of twin feeding pillows, not, then none of them work. They all slip through the gaps, especially ones as small as ours. But if you yeah. feed one, you've got to feed the other. Although the other one just screams. Going out there to anyone that's got triplets or multiples, it, it's a lot. And we're very, very aware of that as well. But I know even even one baby is hard. And that is, and I'm very aware of that. God, I just, I, I would. There is nothing more piercing than hearing your own child cry. 
And if you've just got to sit there whilst you feed one while the other one screams, it's literally like torture. Well, it kind of drives you fucking mad as well. Like, I'm trying to do the best I can. I can't. I'm trying yeah, to do anything it, I can, mate. Like, I'm, come on, I've only got two hands. I know you don't understand that yet because you don't know where your nose is. But I, I'm right now struggling and I'm doing everything I possibly can, exhausted. Your newborn baby is your biggest critic, hugely. They literally, like, they, there is no forgiveness there. And they're not stupid. They're not. I feel like they're just, yeah, they're the devil sometimes. They really, know like, something that we don't. If they had to give you a review on your first, like, three months of it, I even that that would be tough. I reckon that would, it's not going to be 10 out of 10. They literally, they'd scream their head off for the first month. It's tough. There's a TV show in that, isn't it? Judge Your Parents. How did you do? Well, they don't, they won't remember, thank God. Well, no, I think we've seen. done well. Actually, hats off to us. We've done well. We've had twins. I, we'll ask Heidi. I tell you what, we, you will ask Heidi, however, what I know and what I'm happy about is that our children are, are so lucky because they're incredibly loved. They were incredibly wanted. And when they do, which they do an awful lot, when they smile and I can tell every single morning how excited they are to see us and every time they wake up that they are in a wonderful family environment, then they, they, they're happy. And that is the most important thing. And I know we're tired, but it'll only last so long above and beyond that. We've got happy children, which is what we're trying to strive to do. Yeah, I think one handy, I'm in the belief that they picked us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we are joined by Heidi Scudder. And now Heidi is parent coach, but you yeah. also, well, to us, you were a sleep, sleep, coach, sleep, sleep coach, sleep expert, baby sleep expert. And you're an ex-nanny and ex-maternity nurse. I am. Yep. You are. So Heidi here, we came across when we were looking for someone to help us with our twins' sleep. We were, as we did say, this was something we put on social media that we're saying, mm. can anyone help with sleep? And we got inundated with with lots of people mm. answering. Can imagine. Like but then we found you and it was heaven. And uh, that's where our journey together began. Yep. Heidi's got a sleep angel. <laughs> Should we start just quickly to say, you must be one of those people that is always, everyone wants to sit next to at a dinner party purely because you... Uh, they often have babies and often their babies are at home and they're tired and all that kind of stuff. And you go, help me, please, because I'm answer. struggling. And Everyone wants the magic answer to baby sleep, let's absolutely. be honest. But you actually, know. it's all individual, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so although we want to make sure that, that people get some tips and stuff like that, mm. it is an individual basis when it comes to baby sleep. It's impossible to say. There are some like key liquid gold bits of info that I can share later. Um, but also, obviously, like with the twins, for example, it wasn't obvious necessarily. Mm. So I think when we messaged Gareth... Mm. I said, like, oh, we'll look at feeding, we'll look at their tummies, we'll look at their routine. And I remember you saying, like, no, no, their tummies are fine, it's all good, it's just, like, routine tweaks. And yeah. then, obviously, come in and 
I spend a few hours in their bedroom at night hearing them fart and move around and yeah, I just become really unsettled. <laughs> I just, I honestly just thought babies fart, but obviously well, they do it, sometimes. Well, they <laughs> do, but I mean, they they were quite frequent, but yeah, a bit burpy and a bit farty. They're, they're actually yeah. burping less now, which is obviously a reaction, an allergen reaction. Yeah. So you already is, knew they had a, an issue with cow's milk. Yeah. So you did the goat's milk and then we I looked at how they're feeding on the goat's milk and actually thought, well, actually should go and see a doctor and get a different milk. Is because, that quite common? I'm assuming that the, the goat milk Milk and, and cow milk, that's fairly common. Cow's but... milk issue I come across a lot, but don't forget, I'm seeing all of the babies that aren't sleeping. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure there are lots who are absolutely fine on it. There are. Um, but yes, it's it's so often, in my work, it's so often a change to things like feeding tummies the way they're being winded. You know, I picked um, Miss Cosy up, wasn't it, and initially, and I fed her and I went, she's got tongue tie. So yeah. it's stuff mm. like that, that really people don't associate with sleep. It's getting better. But actually, it's often like, oh, you know, let them cry. Everyone has really differing opinions on this. Ours, this is basically what happens. They go down at seven. We dream feed them probably about midnight, one mm -hmm. at the time before you came. Yeah. And then they're up at about five. Yeah. yeah. And then they might stir a bit in the night, go in, settle them and do all that. Lots of people are like, no, you need to feed them more frequently, etc. Mm -hmm. However, when we go and see our health worker, which everyone has with the thing, and you go and yeah. do the weigh-in, they check them all over and stuff. Ours have moved up percentile. So they're gaining weight. They yeah. look good. Their skin's good. They're healthy. They're happy. And when we went in, actually, it's Joyce, our healthcare worker. Yeah. And she's like, these are amazing babies. Like, you two are doing amazing. I'm Probably because we're under the stress of twins and trying to make us feel better about it. <laughs> but she's like, you're doing amazing. So my, my mindset is th that routine is it's working. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they were losing weight and they weren't getting there, then yeah, feed them every two hours, feed them every three hours. But they're now at the stage where you can't really argue with the results, mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and to you know what, walking in, like, they're really happy. You're putting them down at like seven. They just kind of roll their eyes and go off to sleep like they're really really happy babies mm. these kind of tummy issues that I picked up on it just means at the margin that they won't wake up five as you've experienced since changing the milk you're saying they're waking later right so yeah. they're tiny tweaks that I think are underestimated and we normalize a lot of baby behavior as being normal so they fart they're sick you know you've always got goat's milk up down your, <laughs> down your shirt or yeah, whatever yeah. it is Standard for me. however um we did realise that, that the kids had tongue tie mm. and that was quite an interesting thing. Both of them had tongue tie and lip tie. This yep. is a massive thing because I didn't even know what this was. Yeah. And obviously it's down to lots of things. It's the, um, some people think it's the folic acid, people yeah. taking it over, overgrows it, all of that. Regardless of what it is, it actually is a big inhibitor of the baby's progression yeah. and development, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, tongue tie. So um, they can be clicking, dribbling. Um, it's just the, the feeding is just a bit messy. I don't know if you'd agree. Like when you feed them, they feed well, mm. but it's just, it could be a little bit better. And do you know what? Most people with that, because I was like, oh, uh, we were told Apollo's lazy, but, and they were like, oh, just go on a smaller teat. So they're on teat two at the moment. And they're like, oh, go back to one. And you're a bit like, oh, this must be a reason that he's not mm. latching on properly. Yeah, exactly. So obviously you guys were like, they've been checked in hospital that's the other thing just to say quickly is that lots of babies will be checked by doctors midwives pediatricians they actually aren't fully qualified often to check for it so actually that's why you guys then went to have them checked and they were like yeah they've got tongue tie and you're waiting to get it sorted but what you'll see happen with that is their sleep will improve yeah and also just from the point of view especially with lip tie your uh, sort of teeth development it can affect those your gums yeah. further down you exactly. tend to get a separation in the front incisors um and also speech development and actually interestingly our last point i'll make on this tongue tie lots of people don't realise until the child starts speaking or doesn't speak and it's like they're not speaking because they have tongue tie. Yeah. And or they get to 35 and they're like breathing and dribbling on the pillow and their husband's like, what's wrong with you? And you go, oh, I think I've got a tongue tie. I do that. Is this, is this your experience? Your yeah, yeah. I, and I now do this whole thing around like, 
stop mouth breathing, breathe through my nose, blah, blah, blah. my sleep's improved. I I'm don't, glad I to don't know that dribble. We, you dribble and, and snore. <laughs> Your husband's a lucky, lucky man. <laughs> All right, for everyone listening, what are the most common things that you have when it comes to babies not sleeping? Yeah, okay. So I think, first of all, it comes down to their daytime routine, which you guys have nailed. So when I looked at your routine, I was like, this is why I also knew something else was going on because their routine was really good. I am like Your routine military. king. You are. I am so military. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's about looking at like not too much daytime sleep, but enough. So lots mm. of people think, oh, don't let them sleep in the day. They'll sleep at night. It's the other way around. More often than not, they need more daytime sleep. Not the whole day, but we have what we call like awake windows, which is a period of time where they can be awake for before they go back to sleep. So at sort of six months, it's about two hours and 15 minutes roughly. Mm. Um, and you can basically time their next nap according. So you guys have got a really good rhythm routine going on and that plays into the nights. So their nights are really good, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously right bad. now, not ideal. We generally decided to bring the babies to the podcast every week. This week we can't because mm. they, they're a little bit sicky at the moment. They've no, just got a horrible cold and uh, so they were the friend at home. Um, I literally, the, re the reason for that is not so much fun for them to come to the podcast. I'm literally sat here now thinking about how quickly mm. I can get back to them. I'm so freaking obsessed with them now. They're so cute. Honestly, they are so gorgeous. So cute. I'm happy with a break, if I'm honest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the realist parent just here. Having, I must admit, I'm exhausted. Like I really am tired. Yeah. And this is the thing, like sleep difficult. deprivation. There's a big kind of rhetoric out there around like, oh, just put up with it. It's fine. They'll sleep when they're, you know, two years old, three years old, four years old, five years old, whatever. But actually for you guys, like you're busy. You just need sleep. Like it's okay as a parent to say, actually, I don't want to wake up every hour, every two hours. I need some sleep. And it's entirely possible for babies to sleep longer. Maybe not always through the night. So obviously yours are still little. They still mm. need feeding. So managing expectations around how much they need to feed. But the reality is for a lot of people, sleep could be better. It's just lots of these little things that people just don't know or don't get told. So mm. what are the most popular? So we've done the awake windows, obviously the comfort levels with regards to like tongue tie, tummies, milk, etc. Um, and then we've also got how they settle to sleep, which is controversial. Okay, so yours go down after their little disco in their room. <laughs> yeah. And when you were like, bath. yeah, we do a disco with like steam and lights. I was like, okay. I know, it's incredibly gay. <laughs> it seems mm. to work. It does look like a gay disco in the 80s it's, when you walk in. So our routine is they have a bath. They have uh, our Tony's box with the sleep sheep on. Um, and then they have this light, which you can pick the colours on. And it just goes, it sort of distracts them. Like, lures mm. them it's a to bit sleep. like a, a Studio 54 kind of disco it's ball. It's a disco. Yeah, it's it a is. disco. It's, yeah. It is. It's when, it's when the lights cut through the steam and you can sort of see it and it's a bit like liquid in the 90s yeah, yeah. it is but it's something that i must admit a friend of ours ellie bought it for us and said you have to try this and we were like okay fine so we put it on and it was quite remarkable they are fascinated with the colors mm. and they're fascinated with them moving around and all that kind of stuff and this is really important when it comes to sleep is there's no one size fits all mm. so i wouldn't maybe choose a disco in the evenings however it's working because they're calm they fed they have their little chill out disco and then they go down but they go down and to my point like settling they settle themselves off to sleep they look around they're really happy they go 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 maybe we go and pick them up do a burp whatever but they settle off and that can really help sleep too okay so mm, yeah. there's no problem absolutely no problem with if you want to help them sleep rock them sleep feed them sleep whatever you want to do that's fine but if you're looking at how can i change sleep for the better quite often if you work on that settling that has a big impact as well i think for us coming at it from that angle is we have twins if we were to rock them to sleep if you're feeling sleep 
if it's just one of you, it mm. really becomes an impossible exercise. Yeah. So I think that's generally our thought process to all of it. I have been like military, like this is routine and they will, they, they you will kind of have to, because the there's two of them, right? So, yeah. and then this is the thing, lots of the twins I work with are like that for that exact reason. You know, if you just had one baby, maybe you might be like, oh, I don't know, they'll fall asleep on you or sleep in your bed or whatever you wanted. But ultimately, yeah, you're tag teaming too. So it's yeah. different. And even for me, like, you know, I'm a working mum. I haven't had maternity leave. I have a 10 month old, a four year old and a six year old. Um, all of them were in routines. They all were able to settle themselves to sleep from an early age. And by the way, we could also just talk about how that doesn't have to involve leaving them to cry because that's a big, I'm sure you've got loads of this messages is around. It's Ferber method, is it? Yeah, it's Ferber or it's just like cry. There are so many different methods. It's a heartbreaking exercise that. And it's, it is something that we've sort of thought about for 20 minutes you kind of let them go and stuff mm. but it is heartbreaking it, it's something that physically hurts your body mm. when you because they want a cuddle yeah yeah and your instinct as their parent is to go i want to pick them up it is however what i would say is we shouldn't be like totally afraid of the crying so cry mm. out wouldn't be something i would choose like just you know close the door whatever let them cry however if you're looking to change patterns they're always going to tell you i'm unhappy about this because you used to rock me and now you're not yeah. so it's what you do with the crying so yep. we could do like, leave them for a couple of minutes, go and pick them up, give them a big cuddle, reassure them, put them down. You could just stay and pat their tummy. There there are loads of really, um, what we might call like more gentle, responsive approaches which actually create great change. But I think people still just think it's either like quiet out or put up with it. Mm. And that's the thing, like all of the work that we do, Positively Parenthood is like right in the middle. It's all very like responsive. We look at everything. We look at comfort, daytime sleep levels, how they settle we do the whole shebang. Yeah. So you would, you just touched on the point of your own kids. What was their sleep routine? Pretty similar, if I'm honest. So at the same age, they were doing, you know, like the three daytime naps. They'd go down. Um, yeah, and they slept through from four, six months. Currently 10 months old. Slightly different stories. So you do have Seven problems. weeks of, I absolutely have problems. Ear infections, all sorts. Well, that's oh, right, interesting because okay. then we go on slightly to... As time goes on and the babies grow up slightly, the routine changes somewhat, yeah. uh, which is obviously quite important. Now, not everyone listening now is going to have a, a baby. They'll be having one that are six months plus and maybe a year yeah. onwards. And they're still struggling. They're still sleep deprived. And yeah. that's something that affects you as a person. And also, you want to look your best. You want to feel your best. And sometimes mm. that's a little bit, slightly more difficult when you yeah. have a screaming baby at yeah, yeah. three, four, five, 100%. six. Hundred percent. Like back to work is a key time that I work with clients. So that's sort of nine, 10 months when often, often mums, going back dad's already there or whatever but like you're going back to work and you're going I cannot function because I'm up three four five times yeah. a night so it's a key mm. time and also toddlers so we've kind of sorted their sleep but that doesn't mean that they're then going to sleep you know seven till seven for the next five years that would be the dream they're not going to there'll be stuff that comes up sometimes things happen we call them regressions but actually really it's just like physical development so they start walking and so in their cot, they like start practicing their walking. So all of a sudden they're not going down for their naps or they're waking in the night, that kind of stuff. So there are always what we might call, I call them sleep like blips or hurdles, but you can overcome them. So with your kids, I'm imagining you've got it locked down. Perfect, mm. like no issues at all. Mm. Out of all of them, was there, what, what was what was the most trialing thing? Was there anything that you learned from your own children that you now utilise in your practice with others? It's a really good question. So my experience with everything I've done with you guys, tongue tie, the milks, the tummy, the digestion all came primarily from, I'd done some of it before I had my first child, what, six and a half years ago. But a lot of that experience um, was from him. So he had reflux, he had tongue tie. Right. My second had reflux and tongue tie. My third has food intolerances, allergies, reflux and tongue ties. So I learned a lot sort of on the job as it were as a parent. Um, however, even with all these challenges, as you guys know, like you can still have sleep and just, I don't know, sleep for me is just really important. Like I, 
I'm coming off the back of seven weeks of RSV, bronchiolitis, two ear infections, not me, <laughs> the yeah. baby. Yeah. And it's brutal. Like I'm mm. knackered. Yeah. I'm so tired and I'm struggling and I'm, you know, trying to do talks and stuff and I can't even think what to say. So for me, sleep is important. I prioritize it for our family. If I don't get enough sleep, I like trip over my words. I like stutter. Yeah. It is is big... that also your tongue tie? <laughs> yeah, it's also my tongue Almost tie. certainly. But also it's one of those things and people people are right. When you're tired as a parent, it's a very different thing because it's not like you can just stay in bed. You have to still get up. Yeah. So you become like a zombie. What for you are in a sleep environment, what are your go-to gadgets? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I would go white noise every time. Dark rooms are useful, but don't fully rely on them. So you can have flexibility. So I think you guys, obviously, normally the babies would be like in the pram and stuff. So mix it up a little mm. bit. But actually, I did, I haven't said this to you, but their room in the summer is going to be quite light because of their blinds. Yeah. But so I was going to say, I know you like that. However, you're not going to like it when they wake at 5am. So what I would say is for the nights, if you want them not to wake at 5, I personally would make it a little bit darker for the summer months. Fine, okay, I purposefully fine. did that and didn't get the blackout lighting because I was like, if they can sleep in the light, they can sleep anywhere. There is something in that. Absolutely. And then their day naps, they can obviously like, they'll come here, they'll sleep. You're in a restaurant, they'll sleep. That yeah. is great. But you know, there comes a point where actually our body starts to wake us up. It's all to do with sleep hormones at 5am. And if there's right. anything like noise or light coming in, they will be more likely to wake early. So it's entirely up to you. You can go, yeah, they'll sleep anywhere. And that's cool. We're good with 5.30 starts all summer. Or you can go, actually, just for the summer, I'll make it a little bit darker. So they might then go till 6.37. Ollie, Ollie is Ollie's sleep camp. He's, he's going to go home and start colouring the windows <laughs> in with a sharp. I will. I will. I know that's silly, but I think Gareth and I are very different sometimes how we, how that's how we work. And I, everyone's yeah. partners are different to those others. But yeah, it's one of those things. I would try to do things a little bit to make our lives slightly easier. I, I, but at, the, at this stage, I'm going to agree. Other gadgets? Yeah, no, I, I honestly would say... You don't get a, a leaflet when you go home from hospital as to how to help with baby sleep. You just don't. You get lots on feeding. You get enough on like healthcare and stuff, but there's not a lot on like, what are the five things that I can do as a parent to help promote healthy sleep habits? Mm. Um, and that is, for me, that is key. Like, yes, absolutely. I help clients at eight months troubleshoot and turn their sleep journeys around. But with all of mine, like I've done it from the beginning. So I didn't have to kind of choose between cry or no cry methods and stuff because I've just gone, right, from the beginning, we'll do a routine, we'll work on the settling, we'll do the whole white noise blackout, et cetera. Mm. And when you have consistency to sleep and all aspects of parenting, they respond beautifully. What I would say is you can invest hundreds of pounds in like fancy cribs that rock and whatever, just get the help of a really good sleep coach and yeah. then you'll nail it. Are there any bits of advice that you absolutely go, this is not good and I'm very aware of this? Yes. So relating to you guys. So you will see things like um, fill them up and they'll sleep. So, you know, get more food into them. But as you guys are experiencing, like for those with sensitive tummies, it does the opposite and it wakes yeah. them up more. So I think that is a bit of a bugbear of mine because it's not really true a lot of the time. Um, to be honest, rather than just bad advice, I just think the advice of just put up with it, just deal with it. Your marriage or whatever will get better when they're older. They're just babies. They just don't sleep. For me, that's that really gets me because if I'm looking at like new parents trying to get help and support, and they're being told, actually, you've just got to suck it up and crack on and just put up with like broken sleep. It's just not true. And I think we are obviously in like a mental health epidemic, aren't we? Where, especially mm. for women as well, I think suicide is the number one cause of like postnatal um, uh, death, basically. Right. And if you think about how sleep leads into that, that's insane. So I, I just think we need to be kind 
And that's what I kind of try and practice a lot is non-judgmental kind of approach. I'm not going to say, don't do this, don't do this. That's bad advice. That's good advice. I'll just say, this is everything I've got for you. What do you want to do? What works really well for you mm. and your family? And let's do that and make some changes and crack on. I agree. And yeah, all, we're good. all there, I think, trying to do the best we possibly can, not only for our children, but for each other. And mm. that's important. So important. Mm. We're going to discuss your golden tips. <laughs> I, I, just the tips. Not just tips. Not just the tips. Um, but we're going to get the golden tips to help a bit of sleep if someone's struggling. Yeah, top line golden yeah. tips. What, what, okay, are, what fine. Are you so I would do number one, what does your gut's instinct say? Don't just do what Jane down the road or social media tells you to do. That's so important. So mm. what does work for your family? That is a question for them to answer. Uh, number two, awake windows. Key, like that idea of a baby can only be awake for a certain amount of time before they then go to sleep. Otherwise, they find it hard to settle to sleep. They don't sleep as well. Um, number three, it's not about holding back on daytime sleep. Actually, a lot of the time they need a bit more to be able to sleep better at night time. Mm -hmm. And then leading into that, I think my like top, 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 top tip is the comfort. Like they have to be comfortable and that is so important. So lots of the stuff that relates to baby sleep that I deal with, the tummies, the tongue tie, et cetera, is just not mainstream knowledge. And I'd love, mm -hmm. even if like 10 people listen to this and go, oh, that's really interesting. I'll go over to her Instagram and find out about more about that. That will help a lot of babies become happier and more comfortable. Well, I think that's wonderful. So Heidi, thank you very much for coming on. Pleasure. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out with you, what is your handle? Are you on Instagram? You're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok yet, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's um, Positively Parenthood and PositivelyParenthood.com. We have like free resources. We have online courses. We do one-to-ones. There's you, everything. Amazing. So there's lots of resources. So plus much stuff. the content you've already put up. Yeah, but and I have a podcast and loads of like free downloads. So there's, yeah, there's downloads on like tongue tie. There's all sorts. So just have a look. It doesn't have to mean like spending huge amounts of money. And also I do loads of like free stuff on my Instagram as well. In the so. grand scheme of things, I think we found out, and as we know through personal situations, sleep is a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Mm, um, Heidi, thank you for being wonderful. Pleasure. Guys, check her out. Thank She's been much. heaven to us and we'll be heaven to you. Love you, Heidi. Oh, thank you very thank much, Heidi. You. It is always wonderful to see Heidi, isn't it? It is. She is wonderful. Must she admit. is literally Oops. wonderful. Um, big thank you, Heidi, for coming in today. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Also, we hope that helped a little bit. Sleep is a big thing. Make sure you go and check out Heidi's profile because it is quite wonderful. Um, until next week, we want to wish you a very happy week. Um, and uh, we will see you for another episode very shortly next week. Lots of love. You've been listening to Newly Dads with Ollie and Garrett Lotlock. The producer is Ben Johns. The assistant producer is Maya Adelia. Videography by Jamie Gilbert. Video editing by Jake G. The executive producers are Jemima Rathbone and Jamie Lang. And Newly Dads is a jam pop production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.